Hey, y'all. This is the BVI Empowered Podcast, highlighting those in the BVI community that have made a positive impact. I am your host, Saida Victoria. And I'm your host, Jay Flicks. Whether it's professional or personal, we will sit down and share their stories with you. And I promise you, you will be amazed and inspired. Welcome back to BVI Empowered. I am your host, Joe Fleeks. And I am your host, Saida Victoria. And tonight, we have a special guest for you. We would like to welcome Mr. Alvin Suarez. He is a coach. He is an athlete. He is a father. He is an overall Mm -hmm. inspiration to us all. Definitely, indeed. Yes. Welcome, welcome, Alvin Suarez. Hey, thank you for sitting down with us, man. Hey, absolutely. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here with y'all. We're so glad you can sit down. We just wanted to spread awareness about all the goodness in the BVI community, and you are at the top of that list. I appreciate it. Yes. Before we get into that, though, we always want to start off by just kind of giving our listeners uh, a little bit of info about your vision, your vision loss, what it is today, and what the cause of it is. All right. So um, I have LCA, um, which is Lieber's congenital amaurosis. Um, It's a uh, degenerative disease. Uh, It affects the optic nerve. Um, But it's also part of the problem because I also have I was also, you know, two months premature. Um, So on top of the issues that I have with my optic nerve, um, the uh, rods and cones are also messed up. Mm. Okay. So what happens with this um, condition is that, um, well, in my case, um, I had some usable vision uh, through my younger days. Um, You know, I still had to wear correction like glasses or contacts and like that. Um, I used to have night blindness, so I I couldn't see very well when it was dark. Uh, But I was still able to like do things like play sports, read print, see colors and stuff like that. Interesting. But then when I got older, um, I would say up to maybe about 12 years ago, maybe um, I noticed a sharp decline in my vision where like I sat down at work and all of a sudden I couldn't read the print anymore. I'm like, whoa, Whoa. that that was a really big jump. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. So basically now um, the way I see is kind of like if someone puts like a gray film over my eyes um Mm. so i only have light perception now i can no longer see colors reprint uh watch tv or see like facial features right right. details yeah right um Mm -hmm. but i was i was mentally prepared for it and luckily like i was i was already done with school and college and all that stuff it was was all right um and i was already introduced to you know uh, you know being like using a cane, using mm. uh, technology. Yeah, visually impaired. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. I was yeah. luckily, mm-hmm. you know, used to it. So it wasn't too big of a shock, but uh, right. it, it no longer could I like even sit and watch TV like I used to. Right, and you know, that's funny because even taking advantage of that, some people that are visually impaired, they still don't actually prepare for the total blindness no. aspect of it. So you did one step, you know, greater and you actually used that time in your visual impairment to prepare just in case yeah. that total blindness. Yeah, I think I think the only thing that I, I could have done differently when I was young, you know, like when you're young, you don't really think. It's going to lose it. Yeah, like I, I, I was able to think a little bit into the future, but not completely. Like, for example, right. uh, I only went to the school for the blind for two years. It was only my senior and junior, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, my junior and senior years of high school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sound like me. Uh, right, exactly. Like, um, they offered to teach me Braille and I, and I said no, because at that time I didn't need it, but mm-hmm. I should have taken it. Right. So I'm one uh, of those guys yeah. uh, that, you know, only read with technology and stuff like that. So I'm like, yeah, yeah. but at, at, yeah. at my current age, hindsight's 2020, as they right. say, right? It is. Right, it's all good. <laughs> and, 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 and I make it work. Like, it, you know, I, yeah. it doesn't, doesn't make me less accomplished or anything like that. Or, exactly. Uh, and, and, and honestly, I think a lot of people are not using it so much anymore, but yeah. I, it yeah. would have been nice for me to learn it. I could still learn it. So it's not too late, but yeah. I got to kind of. Right prioritize that a little bit better it depends on what you want to pick up well i yeah. always say we're spoiled with technology yeah. too mm-hmm. so if technology was not there then you'd be forced to use it but yeah. because we have because technology is, yeah, we, there's absolutely you know, braille is put on the back burner the guilty yeah. as charged <laughs> right yeah, it's a luxury <laughs> yep. no wrong with it and, and so alvin um you know just a little bit of background what, what did you start it out from where'd you grow from what, what part of the region 
Oh, I, New York City. Um, so New I was York, born in man. New York City. Yeah, I was born in um, East Harlem, Spanish Harlem. Um, nice. on, mm-hmm. Only three blocks mm-hmm. away from where I am now. Uh, I grew up in this oh, wow. neighborhood. Yeah, I'm, I'm basically like just two blocks away from the border of where Harlem begins. Um, mm-hmm. And I was born three blocks away. Um, so I grew up in the environment. Um, this neighborhood used to be kind of an extension of Spanish Harlem. Then they gentrified mm-hmm. it um you know over over time um which is kind of funny because then like my own economic status kind of adapted with the neighborhood it was just one of those happy accidents and i know exactly and i was lucky enough to you know be grandfathered grandfathered into my mom's uh lease uh so um mm-hmm. you know i i'm just very fortunate i live in a shoebox but it, it serves my purpose it's a right, co- yeah, like a nice yeah. cozy little place you know uh, requires mm-hmm. a little bit of upkeep but i i don't mind it for the rent i pay and now it's a great neighborhood now like i love the neighborhood yeah you know yeah i was about to say it sounds like you know your neighborhood through and through you've been there i for, do like you said like, yeah I see not changes. too many people do that. That's what I was going to say. Not too, A lot of people, they end up leaving their hometown, right? So yeah. they come back and see the changes. But you actually got to witness the changes and change with the changes, actually. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and, that's, that's cool. And it did require, like, like when I was in college and stuff like that, like I did move away. Um, mm-hmm. And I would, you know, I would like, like I lived in the hood up in the Bronx and then right. I lived in Washington yeah. Heights mm-hmm. for a little bit, but there were like with roommates and stuff like that. And then, um, mm-hmm. my mom was moving, um, or at least staying somewhere else. So she offered me the apartment and then I just took it over when I was in college. And, um, yeah. and, and yeah. I've been here pretty much ever since then with a couple of little breaks here in the, um, in there, but permanently, you know, I'm, I've been here permanently for quite some time now. Did you find a large, bvi population or community around you or near you in new york mm, oh yeah there's actually mm-hmm. a huge uh, population in new york um not mm-hmm. necessarily too many like near me that i know of right. in the area but in the city yes uh i would yeah. say new york city the so growing world. up did you see some um did, did you know yeah yeah i did um because i went to a camp oh, for the wow. visually impaired when i was like okay. oh okay 10 years old um mm, now mm-hmm. i did lose touch with the community for a while <clears throat> excuse me right. for a few years like when i was in like middle school mm-hmm. but then when i went to school yeah. for the blind i reconnected with them um and then mm-hmm. I, I i i i used to hang out with the music community you know community it, within the visually impaired community so I would like right, hang out with them, yeah. play with them a little bit. And then, then it was sports mm-hmm. and right. I reconnected ever since then. And of course I went to college and I met some more there and, um, right. and now yeah. I'm still pretty much in touch. It's kind of 50, 50 now, whether it's my right. professional life or my music and sports life, it, you know, I, I kind of spread myself around a little bit now. Yeah. One of the things I always like to ask, I just wonder, cause it's so different for everybody. When you, when is it that you actually came to acceptance and to terms with the fact that, okay, not your visual impairment, I mean, with their total blindness, you know, I'm sure you must have went through the, you know, some form of feeling maybe depressed or or sad or down or just different. Exactly. You know, your life was different, basically. When did you say you know what i'm gonna grab this by the the bull by the horns and i'm, I'm gonna I was it gonna ride with it yeah did you did you have that moment in your life uh, you know it's funny because i think like if i look at the times where when i was the most depressed in my life uh when i was the mm-hmm. most challenged emotionally in my life i don't know how much of it had to do with blindness i think there were other factors mm-hmm. and and what happened mm-hmm. was i would get angry and i mm-hmm. would get this attitude of like, oh, yeah, watch this. Because, you know, I had mm. a couple of people in my life tell me I was going to fail or tell me I wasn't going to make mm-hmm. it. Wow. And so, yeah. yeah. So I would, right. I would, I would yeah. be like, okay, watch this, you know, uh, mm. because I knew mm-hmm. what I was capable of. Um, and I knew that even if I was going to make mistakes, that you know, everybody does. Right. And, and, yeah. you know, you, 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 you know, your, your solutions out of these mistakes are what kind of define you you know, more than your mistakes do. Right. So, you know, you, nobody's ever going to have a really smooth path. 
um, or at least right. 100%. Like I wasn't born with a silver spoon in my mouth. I had to work and suffer yeah. and, and, right. and grow up poor like so many of us, right? Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, for me, it was like silencing the voices of criticism. So, you know, I've had times when it was like, oh, man, it sucks. I wish I could see this. And there are times when I miss certain things. Uh, like I, I miss like watching sports and seeing like, let's say, going to a baseball game, which I still do. But I miss seeing the green of the grass or the diamond oh, itself yeah. or uh, yeah. I miss uh, basketball games, you know, seeing like the middle court, the design in the middle. The logo, yeah, the logo, yeah. I, 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 I'm a big, like yeah. yeah, like I'm a big jerseys guy. Like I like looking at hockey jerseys and like, like I, I used to love that stuff on team colors and all that. Um, and I can yeah. still imagine it when someone describes it to mm-hmm. me. And then I miss other things. Like I miss like visually checking out a lady or, or <laughs> eye, eye contact. Uh, yeah, like yeah. Eye, eye contact, like reading a menu, <laughs> reading a, yeah. a, a, a looking at neon signs. I, I live in the New York. I, you. I live in the city full of neon signs. I can't, you know, really enjoy them as much anymore. Right. I just see the light of them, but I don't see what they say. But I, I miss that part uh, of, right. of. But right. but it's it's not anything that's really ultra depressing or anything like that. It's just I, I think yeah. it's because I knew it's frustration yeah. maybe. Yeah, yeah, like temporary mm-hmm. little frustrations that last right. yeah. maybe a minute or two. Mm-hmm. But um, but mm-hmm. because I prepared myself for losing my sight over time, I, I think that's why I've never really. I don't know if I've ever hit a rock bottom with that. Other you than a just yeah. plan already. Yeah, or you know, yeah. maybe standing up to bullies, at, you know, in public school mm-hmm. uh, because I couldn't mm-hmm. see very well. And I was a straight A student, which gets you already in the bottom of the, at the bottom of the yeah. pole. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's socially. Just so sad. I, yeah, yeah, it's just sad. But, 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 but it, it sounds like you had the bull in, you had the stubbornness. It, it, it seems like, yeah. you know, anyone that doubts you, you're going to go against that. I, I was. And, and you know what? Um, I'm actually grateful for, for that, too, because it, it taught me the real world. Like, you got to fight yes, sometimes. Yes, the world is cruel. Because right. yes. uh, yes. a lot of the times people get stuck <laughs> in the schools for the blind from age 6 to 21. I think it's kind of a disservice yeah. to them because, like, I had yeah. to, I got into, like, physical fights in public school. Right. Um, yeah. and, and you know how that culture is. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I, wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't get Kids into fights cruel. now. They're still cruel. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. But you also, yeah. you also earn respect. Like, after a while, yes. if they know you're going to fight back, mm-hmm. they, they'll leave you alone. And yeah, they're leaving you right. Yeah, so by the time, which is a note for all bullies, uh, you know, for anybody who's being bullied, yeah. actually, but that's really what it is. If you stand up for yourself, that definitely will deteriorate. But mm-hmm. you know, unfortunately, you might have to to take a few blows to yeah. make that happen. And it that, sounds like you did. Yeah, right? <laughs> and that was the extent of any kind of frustration or depression that I was facing. Um, yeah, and and honestly, I. I live through the justice now of being older and, you know, I'm pretty willing to bet that, you know, I've out succeeded all those people that used to pick on me in high school right. and all that stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, well, mm-hmm. you know, like I, I'd rather be me. Justice served. I'd rather be me. <laughs> yep. Thanks. Yeah. Right. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I know that you, um, you, you mentioned it as well with, and you went to college and stuff and, can you tell us what you majored in and what's that what brought that decision to um <laughs> to major in that and to, to go into that field of study? Yeah, yeah. I um I so you know I'm not perfect. So I uh I I, I took the uh five and a half year bachelor's program. <laughs> <laughs> Most of us do. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, come, gave up a couple of summers, you know. Um yeah, right. but um so I originally went in um majoring in computer science because computers were still like the blowing up thing, uh, yeah. you know, developing mm-hmm. Windows is starting to become popular and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I took that, and then I had to take some class. I'm like, I don't know, man. I don't think I like this. Uh, like all this mm-hmm. math and all these the physical science. Mm-hmm. I'm yes. like, I can't take yeah, it, exactly. man. That's too much for the. Brain. So then I, I I changed to psychology, um, about midway through, and then I realized, like, I took a sociology course, and I found sociology to be like even more interesting because. Uh, in my view, I think psychology tends to look at things, um, you know, and sometimes I would even say diagnose, label, um, try to fix sometimes, which is, you know, mm-hmm. if I, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but sometimes it's also good to take the sociological uh, sociological view and um, 
embrace differences as well as similarities, but also look at things the way they are. So I, I, without, Mm -hmm. you know, then, then you worry about like solution or whatever, if there's, if it's even necessary, right? Because sometimes things Mm -hmm. are just the way they are. So I, I became more interested in sociology and then my grades were better because I was more interested. So what I did was I then finally changed my major to sociology. Um, So that's where I, when that's what I graduated with. And then I just turned psychology into my minor. So um, mm-hmm, and then right, I, yeah. I was going to go to grad school for an MSW, but then Verizon came calling. So I, I kind of went out. Yeah. I, I went for the money, for the immediate money. <laughs> yeah. I, which is which is what we meant. We do a lot. Right. Yeah. It's it's usually, okay. you know, and I saw yeah. I saw what I could make there. And I'm like, wow, mm-hmm. this is better than what I'm studying for. So I was like, right. it's kind of an easy yeah. choice. And I was only like 24 at the time. So I was like, it, it, it was one of the smarter things I've ever done. You had a long, successful career as well with that. Yeah. I've been at Verizon ever since then. Um, and it, it, it has, uh, now I make six figures and it's right. helped me, you know, it's helped me fund my music career. Uh, it's helped me fund um, all my hobbies, my sports and stuff like that. And, um, you know, and it's helped me, you know, successfully, you know, raise my family, my kids. Uh, I have uh, twin daughters, 15 years old. Um, so, you know, they, they, Ooh, they definitely need and Man, want things. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, and kids are yes, not cheap. So as, uh, for those out there no, who have children, they are, they are not cheap. And especially that age, as they get older, as you know, they mm-hmm. get more expensive yep. and more expensive yep. as the years. And think about it. You like, know, you meant. Yeah. Ba- I'm sorry. Babies are like <laughs> everything is double. Like oh, even yeah. the, the yeah. diapers. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot. The twins. Absolutely. Two at the yeah. same time. Mm-hmm. I forgot about that. Sure. Yes. But I was going to ask too, because you mentioned, and I wanted to dig a little bit into that. Mm. What about your mu- your music career? Music, you yeah. mentioned how, how music do you get a few times, and what what is it that you do? All right, so I um, currently I play percussion, drums. Um, I also play oh, some guitar. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. I also play a little bit of guitar. Um, I can dabble with a keyboard and the bass a little bit. I can kind of sing. Um, I do a lot of writing, mm-hmm. some production work. Um, I play mostly oh, wow. Latin music now um, in English and mm-hmm. Spanish, but I can also do mm-hmm. like rock music. Um, I can really perform any kind of music um, right. of several generations, but I just have a preference for like I'm kind of a, like a, 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 an alternative rock guy. Um, not that mm, I don't nice. totally keep up with what's out today, but I gravitate yeah. toward a lot of like the 90s alternative stuff. Um, Have yeah. you performed anywhere? Um, yeah, I, I, I performed um, basically around the country, but also um, overseas. Like I've performed in R- Russia through a nonprofit. I, I nice. went, to, wow. uh, went to Cuba. I went to the Dominican Republic. Um, to, mm. And I, I've been on live TV in all three of those countries as well. Uh, not to mention here in the, oh, in the wow. States. Uh, I've traveled to Texas, Milwaukee, uh, Carolina. Um, and right now, um, the band is, you know, we were taking a little bit of a break for a while, but now we're starting to book again. Um, and we're, we're going to put out some new material. We're going to, we, we, we haven't released anything since 2020. Uh, but we've got some albums under our belt, some singles, um, in both languages. Uh, we like to fuse a lot of music together. We even do a few covers here and there. Um, Hmm. we've been on radio, TV, uh, people magazine, yeah um a lot of major networks so you know we we've i've had more than my share of like the 15 minutes of fame but that's also not why i do it i do it for the expression and a little extra money doesn't hurt either (laughs) but i love doing it gosh alvin you know you have so so much to talk about i i don't want to i hate to jump over but (laughs) Yes, I love what. What? Tell me about. So now you're also an athlete. Yep. And um, been doing this for years. So mm. why don't you tell us about that? And you know how how you got into that? Well, I know you mentioned it earlier, but what has the longevity in this athletic career that you have? You know, the longevity part's actually a little misleading because, um, so I like I would play sports, um, 
when I could see a little bit, like I was able to like mm-hmm. play regular mm-hmm. baseball mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Right. Uh, whether it was playground stuff or, you know, whatever in the school, or, yeah. uh, whatever school I was going to at the time. Um, I won a fitness. Well, no, I'm sorry. I came in second in a fitness contest in public school because, you know, obviously in public school, like they weren't going to let me play because um, I was a liability. Right. Um, right. So mm-hmm. I, I got introduced to adaptive sports when I finally went to the school for the blind. I was like 16 at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So that's when like I was able to play like organized team sports um, for the first time. Um, and I, I played um, I was on the track team. I was in the wrestling team. I, um, I was on their very first goalball team, actually, but here in New York, uh, the New York Institute oh, up wow. in the Bronx. Um, nice. And then they actually adapted baseball and we would have um, like games like throughout the spring into the summer. Um, and I remember one, my junior year, I went, I literally batted a thousand. Like I went 25 for 25. It was like crazy. Wow. Like, they, they gave me like a trophy for it. Um, hmm. uh, so I, I was able to do that on, uh, through graduation and, and into like my first two or three co- um, of my college years. Uh, until they stopped funding our goalball team. So I I left adaptive sports for a while because, you know, life happened, you know, no. um, mm-hmm. marriage at the time, um, college, I finished college, then got the job. I, I focused on the nonprofit work, then, you know, divorce, mm-hmm. and then remarried, you know, all that stuff, and then oh, the kids. Wow. Yeah. Uh, life, yeah. yeah, life, life happens. happens. So yes. I didn't rejoin um I didn't rejoin adaptive sports until 2017 when I played the other adaptive baseball. Um, I was looking mm. to play beat baseball, but the team, I reached out to a team. They didn't respond to me. And so I was like, all right, well then I guess I'll just play this baseball. Um, and then um, I reunited with goal ball a year later. So, um, you know, um, and then I finally got recruited by um, a beat baseball in Indianapolis at the Indy edge. So I yes, picked yes, up my yes, first indeed. baseball. Shout out, yeah. Shout out to the Edge, the world champion Edge. Uh, yes, uh, yes. Awesome teammates out there. <laughs> um, and um, so I picked up a beat baseball for the first time. Uh, and, and at that point, I'm like 48 years old. And, and it was, and yeah. so, and, mm-hmm. and then the COVID happened. So that kind of, like, we, we did like that virtual <laughs> season in 2020. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, now sure. all of us all of a sudden i'm like a significantly older rookie right like like yeah and then in my go ball like I, this is our this is my 10th season but you know i could have mm. been in there like there are guys that have been playing for like 30 years man like uh right. same yeah, thing with beat baseball sure. like it, guys my age i've been playing for 25 30 years so what happens is um as long as i take care of myself and keep healthy and in decent shape like I'm young in baseball years, so I like right. I'm all, I don't have the same wear and tear they got. So I, I spent the first two That's three true. years learning the game, and now I feel I finally feel comfortable with it. And yeah, so now, yeah, and 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 now I'm playing. So I play with the Indy Edge. Still, I haven't left the team, but um, I get a lot more playing time with the Long Island Bombers. Uh, so I'm going to be going to the World Series with them this year, but I will do a couple of regionals with the Edge, and they understand because mm-hmm. you know I was just a role mm-hmm. player there. You know, they understand yeah. the only way I'm going to really improve is just repetition and get more playing time. So they get it. Love um, action. Yeah. And, and so, right. and the bombers, like they I have a bigger role there. They need my skill set that where the edge, you know, they have a very deep team. So, you know, there's no, there's no, there was no tantrum. There was no, I'm leaving. I quit. It was just more like, um, in a, a mutual understanding between the edge and myself that, you know, I'm no. welcome back anytime. Um, but I need to get the playing time. And I, I told the edge, you know, you're shorthanded. You need me. I'll be out there, but uh, I'll join you for a couple of regionals. But I'll just play the series with right. the bombers. Um, but if yeah. the bombers don't go, whatever you know, whatever doesn't work right, out, you always you know, got another home. Yeah, the edge. And what was the name of the other um, adaptive baseball? What, what, what is that called? Yeah, the, yeah. yeah I was it, 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 it's um Italian blind baseball, or, or I guess like we we call it adaptive blind baseball. <clears throat> um, well, it, it's, it is. This is another. Yeah, form. it is adaptive. Yeah, it, it, and honestly the rules are really different there. Um, it requires a little more in the skill set than beat baseball does. The only two issues that I have with it are like, I don't like the self pitch thing, but I understand it. 
And I don't like the mm. ground ball rule where it has to hit before the cutout of the diamond before the defense can play. But that's a safety thing because then the defense, mm. you don't want them colliding with. Because in this baseball, you have actual base runners. Like you got to go all the way home to score. So there's a lot of. Oh, you stay the on the bases. Yeah. Oh, there's, wow. You, you mm-hmm. have to make it to second um, to get a hit. Right. Uh, and also oh, in, wow. that base, in that baseball, as a defender, you don't just pick up the ball. You actually have to throw. You have to throw oh, the ball wow. to a to defender. The, to the oh other my goodness! Defender. Yeah, the defender. The, there's there's one sided second base person that stands mm. on the defensive second base bag, and you to, you throw it to them and you get the out. Whoever's off any base is out. So you could even turn a double play. Oh wow! And yeah. and wow. it's actually played on a real baseball field. So you have to feel the dirt, feel the grass. There's actually, mm-hmm. in my opinion, like more independence in that game. It it sounds like it. Yeah, it's a lot more it to, to and, pitching, so and, and you got to run, and you still got to run. You still got to hit well. You still got to strategize, like like in beat baseball. Uh, and honestly, I think any if you take any of the twenty top players and beat baseball, I think they could play the other baseball. I think if they tried it, I think they 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 would probably get into it and be very yeah, good at it. Why not? Yeah, so it, it's it's a it's a little bit more of a challenge in some ways, but in some ways, you know, it might be you know a little easier. So I I, I don't know, but right. they're both it's just fun. That that throwing the ball to the to the second baseman, that just yeah, that it, just it, sounds it, like it's yeah, little, you know, comedy <laughs> moments where you're just throwing the ball off, or you know, you yeah, well, what happens? Head or something. Yeah, and you got to be accurate. Like what happens is uh, I led my team in putouts. Uh, I was the shortstop there. So um, mm-hmm. I would I would cheat at the line. I would line up about five feet behind the line, the fair ball line or foul ball line, and and make a quick play. And I had a really good arm, a really good throwing arm. So I would because th- that ball is the size of a real baseball, but it's it looks mm-hmm. like a miniature mm-hmm. gold ball, like it has bells in it. So if oh, it wow. stops rolling, it, you're screwed. It, it, then it's a hit. Yeah. There's nothing you can do. So you got to be on it. So, oh, so it's um, not beeping like yeah, that. it's not it, beeping. It's not, yeah. You got to you got to play you immediately. Hit the first three seconds because that bell stopped. Yeah. Yep. That's, um, oh, that's okay. So what happens is the second, um, you know, we're blindfolded just like beat baseball. So the second base person has a glove and they're like, right here, right here, two, 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 and you got to listen to their voice and throw it in their direction, and they got to catch it. They step on the bag before the oh. runner hits the second base bag on on the offense because there are two bags. Uh, for safety and uh wow. if you get you know and and you get the same rush um putting somebody out that you do in beat baseball you know you get like i love picking up the ball and throwing it to the second baseman or second base gal and yeah. the pop of the <laughs> glove like i love that pop of the glove that means you it was a really good throw you did something yeah, yeah. yeah. You and, hit it. and yeah. then then the empire says out the umpire says out and like that that's you know i i love that that rush of having that's to throw awesome. it um, it's more yeah. of a challenge Man. i like it that way yeah yeah, you're so that so motivated. You know, you went yeah, from you got from is. the music to 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 the sports, and yeah. and I, and oh, you mentioned earlier, yeah. you know, when you were talking that you also got into the nonprofit. Let, let, let's talk a little bit about that as well. How did you get involved with your nonprofit? Yeah, so okay, so um, so I am the vice president of the New York Association of Blind Athletes. Uh, I won mm. the election back in 2021. Um, nice. I'm, I'm serving a, a, my first term now. Um, so they primarily handle goalball, but they're also branching out to other sports. Like, for example, they now have a soccer program, a blind soccer program that they're trying to get off the ground. Um, through that mm. organization, I was actually able to get a, a field for the Long Island Bombers baseball, the baseball team in New York City. So now nice. um, yeah. we, we're, you know, New York awesome. City athletes don't have to go all the way to Long Island because that was a um, one of the selling points to trying to get them to play with our team is if they had a place in New York city to practice and we finally got that. Um, right. Even though Long Island bombers awesome. are not necessarily affiliated with NYBA, um, mm-hmm. we can still work together as, as kind of a team for the, for the, no the, wrong uh, with each other. Yeah. For the good of our community. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, um, exactly. so that's the nature of the nonprofit um, experience that I'm doing. I was thinking about doing my own, um, but I think now that I've basically, been able to merge NYABA goal ball and all and soccer and possibly baseball and other sports. I I might be busy enough with them that that I won't right. have to start my own nonprofit. 
Well, and you can probably incorporate some of your ideas and visions into the, what that nonprofit in itself. I do. So, you know, I, right, I do. So. They, they, I have a bigger voice than mm-hmm. I ever used to there. Right. And, and a exactly. lot of my ideas. I, I started a women's goalball team there. Uh, so they're playing awesome. their first season yeah. there. Um, it's See? been a huge success so far. So um, it, it's right. all about expansion and, and giving, bringing adaptive sports to our community to as many people as possible. Man, I'm yes. loving how you're creating these healthy opportunities for our, thanks. you know, our BVI individuals out here. That's, that's a wonderful thing, man. Uh, thanks. You man, do I, have I so much going on. I do. Yes, and you have so much going on. You have the sports, you have your music. But one thing that is also close to my heart, because I'm a big fan of, and you are also a life coach. I just became certified as a relationship coach. So it's through the the uh, personal development school, uh, Thais Gibson. I I am now awesome. certified uh, in um, integrated attachment theory coach. Um, oh wait, yeah, tell us what that is. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Are you that you can connect <laughs> you can connect people together and and build that relationship? Well, okay. So a lot of people. No, what, yeah. The, the, so I don't, um, for those who study psychology a little bit. Um, so John Bowlby coined the phrase attachment theory back in the 60s. And so basically, yeah. um, it's basically how your childhood patterns and modeling affect your relationships in the future, uh, yeah. growing up mm. uh, in, in, you know, in adulthood. So um, right. Thais Gibson uh, created this thing called integrated attachment theory, which basically takes that idea um, and attaches it to not only relationships, you know, romantic relationships, but also, you know, all of your areas of life, whether it's you know, your family relationships or your emotional well-being, mm-hmm. your spiritual well-being, your physical, professional, financial, you know, all that stuff. So um, now what a lot of people, the thing that interested me was um, learning how there are four types of attachment styles that we all operate under. Uh, and, you know, it's not a one size fits all thing. This is just a, a kind of a general tool that we use. Um, so a lot of people, um would you know um like people it, it because it's not one size fits all there are different characteristics that can kind of overlap just slightly um but there are four main attachment styles there there's the anxious preoccupied um ap's um those are the ones that basically um are a little bit less in the boundary uh setting um mm. and they mm. are very engaged mm-hmm. and very present um almost to a point where you know but they do get a little anxious when and by the way when i talk about the insecure attachment styles it's not a judgment it doesn't mean you're bad uh it just means that Mm. we want to find a way toward a little more security and peace within ourselves because without relationship Mm. to self you can't have a relationship with others that's that's true so So true no so you have the anxious preoccupied so they're the ones that basically kind of worry about the relationship all the time and think about it all the time um, very loving boundaryless. They're all loving. Um, then you have the dismissive avoidance, uh, who basically um, will. They're really hyper independent. Um, they mm. don't really ask for much. I, I see so many people like this every time. It just did. <laughs> and they. Uh, I, I can I, I can send you I can send you the questionnaire. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, I'm like, oh my, okay. And then there's the, the dismissive avoidant, which basically, you know, and, and you know, whenever there's a conflict, they tend to wall off um, mm-hmm. um, their oh, partners God, or mm-hmm. people. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, again, they're very loving, um, but also they, 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 they have their bucket gets full very quickly in terms of what they need, but they do have trouble um, like expressing what their needs are. Uh, sometimes they mm-hmm. are still figuring it out themselves let alone trying to tell their partner what they need. Um, so those right. are the dismissive avoidance. Then you have mm. the fearful avoidance, which are basically a combination of the previous two. Um, they're the ones that can be hot and cold. Uh, they can be very hyper-present in your relationship. Uh, but mm. once there's a conflict or the thought of a conflict, um, there, there tends to be mistrust, sometimes anger, and then they will push away. And yeah. so there's mm-hmm. a lot of the push me, pull me thing going on uh, with, right. with them. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are our fearful avoidance. But they're also really good at, um, you know, kind of standing up for you 
uh, being present for you. Um, they, they, they are very passionate about your well-being, at least when they're present, right? Kind of like, you oh, know, wow. an AD yeah. would be. Yeah. Then you have yeah. our yeah. secure. <laughs> wow. Then you have our secure attachers, which are basically the ones who are good with their relationship to boundaries. They have no trouble communicating their needs. Uh, they will find ways to communicate with their partners effectively uh, and generally will handle uh, conflict pretty well. Um, they are not hyper independent or, 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 or dependent. They are, they're kind of in the middle where they're interdependent, where, uh, me- meaning that they are not afraid to lean on their partner a little bit, um, not for everything, but a little bit and let their partner mm-hmm. lean on them for uh, a little bit, you know, not for everything, but a little bit. There, there's a healthy balance um, Balance, with right. their partner, but they also value their partner's independence as well as their own. Uh, so mm-hmm. they love their partners. They're not thinking about them 24 hours a day, seven days a week, but they don't need, they don't need that. And they don't need to be thought of 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Uh, but once they're with their partners, it's all about them and their partners. Um, they just have a really mm-hmm. good life balance with that, that comes out in their relationships and they don't freak out if they haven't heard from their partner in a couple of hours or whatever. Um, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. The, the, and that's the sounds holy like grail. the secure one is one the one that I, we would want to aim for. I would think the it way is. that it's it, being described. It the is. secure one is right. It, okay, it that's it what is. it sounds that's like. That's basically the holy mm-hmm. grail. And um, mm-hmm. um, believe it or not, only thirty percent of America would be considered secure. Um, wow. The number was that, thought to wow. be higher. It was thought to be 45. But what happens is a lot of people don't answer honestly when they. Honestly. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's yes. what everything. That's what all, all those type of questionnaires. Yeah. Yeah. I've yeah. seen people say. People don't want to. Uh, I see people say, I'm secure. And then I dig into them a little bit, ask some questions, and look at their behavior pattern. I'm like, eh, not really all that. You're not, you really, that, you're not really that secure that you, you like to think that you are, but it, you're not you, really yeah, that secure. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. my goodness. And you hear behavior, you see and hear behavior patterns, and you're like, wow. Like, yeah, and, you and, see it, right. You know, there's some things I kind of look out for, certain characteristics that I, I can sometimes almost guess what they are based on their behaviors, you know. But, um, yeah, I, I'm happy to send you a questionnaire. I'm curious. And actually, both of y'all, I can send y'all. Yeah, I would love to. Do you? So, do you do? I was gonna ask. Do you like? Do you, so? Do you use the, like the, the mentor? You know, your the, your um under your profit. How, how how do you use it, use your your skill with this? Okay, so what happens is um I will now I'm not using this as a professional career change because I I my salary mm. I'm not giving mm. that up, but I'm only taking <laughs> I'm only taking maybe five people at a time. Because I want to mm. help. I'm not really mm. doing it for the money. You know, I'll certainly I like have to charge, but I'll do a sliding scale based on, you know, because I want to help people um, more than right. making the money for it. That's why I haven't advertised it so much yet. Um, I'm right. happy to yeah. give out my number and stuff like that at the end of the show to reach me for all the hats I right. wear. <laughs> Um, but that's why right. yeah, so for our listeners you guy. do for yeah. our listeners though you do provide relationship coaching to yeah. those you know that is an yeah. option Anybody, for them. yeah and is it with couples or is it individual I, is it, I, I would work with individuals first um individuals only okay, only because it. i'm new at the practice mm-hmm. i would eventually start mm-hmm. working that's, with couples I at think some that's point it, yeah um but i'm i'm happy to sit down it, it's usually like a zoom call or even a phone call if i know someone personally um, but right. you know, we mm-hmm. could do like a bit of a zoom call. Um, maybe I would start with like an hour session, maybe charge right. something yeah. like really dirt cheap, like $50 or mm-hmm. something. Cause right. again, I'm not doing it yeah. for the money, but the going rate is like a hundred dollars. So yeah. for like, yeah. for like right. 50 minutes. Mm-hmm. So, and, and therapy is also yeah. more expensive. So right. I'm, yes, I'm happy right. to work with people. And sometimes yeah. it could be a deeper issue that they're having some difficulties um we can probably try to solve it in 10 12 sessions uh but right. i would always chunk them maybe we'll start off with like five sessions but then if someone just needs to talk or whatever especially secures sometimes they just need a little support need to uh, talk right yeah. um mm-hmm. you know they go through because secures go through stuff too um so right. you know sometimes yeah. they need a little support they're a little you know um they're a little shaken and sometimes just three mm-hmm. sessions is enough to help work it out. And you just listen to them and talk it out with them. Yes. And, 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 you know, so it, w- it would always be a Zoom call or, or a phone call yeah. um, that, that I, I do this. 
what motivates you to really want to help it in such ways that you do? Because you, you help in so many ways out here. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what motivates that? Um, it, it, to me, it's living a really blessed life, even through challenges. And I'm not saying I'll never be challenged again, because I will. Uh, but I've gone through things, too. I've gone through heartbreak. I've gone through, you know, relationships that didn't work out. I've gone through setbacks, injuries in sports. I've gone through life challenges, divorces, um, you know, mm -hmm. not getting a job when I thought I was going to get it, like all that stuff. And and um, I've now been blessed to finally have my life as together as possible. And I just want to mm -hmm. give back to people. Like, I feel like I want to pay it forward, that that good fortune. Right. And, I, and, and yeah. man, I look at my Facebook. There's so many people that are very clearly exhibiting issues that that I can tell are dangerous for relationships and yeah. and, and are oh, either in yes. unhappy relationships and pretending to be happy. And I'm like, who are you kidding? Uh, or or they're oh, just, yes. they, and sometimes I, I see that they need a little help. I'm like, so I, I want to give back to my yes. community first because I feel like I just want to pay that good fortune forward. And I, I want people to 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 live the happiest life that they possibly can and if i can have a hand in it in some way and even be a small part of it i'd love to do that bro right, awesome lovely. and i we cannot i can't let this go by i wanted to um i wanted you to touch and tell us about this lifetime achievement award you received please mm, yeah do tell us about that i'm that is just so, so impressive. Thanks. Thanks. Um, so my Latin band um, that I founded, um, we're called Los Ciegos al Barrio, which is, uh, and I know it's like a, a kind of a corny name, but it was, it was originally a joke. It means the blind mm -hmm. boys from the hood, basically. Um, <laughs> uh, it was coined by um, one of our original members who is now deceased. Um, but oh, we were, we were going to change the name. But then people started just kind of knowing us by that name. So we're like, yeah, you know, what? we right. leave it alone. And, you know, we took some crap from our own community about that name. But now now that we've been around for like over 20 years, 25 years, even now mm -hmm. it, that's gone away. And, and now it's like right. nobody like I think they understand because blindness is what we are, not who we are. So we we just kind of right. make it we, we, we make it. Touché. Yeah, we, 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 we make life. You know, it, blindness is what you make of it, and mm -hmm. um, right. we we do it by representing ourselves through our music and and through our actions. So, the um, award that we won was for um, it, it was through an, an organization here in New York called City Access of New York. They're located in Staten Island, in New York. Um, they gave us mm -hmm. a lifetime achievement award because they saw that we were giving back to various different communities. We did a lot of fundraisers. Um, a lot of it, um, mm -hmm. we would do free performances, not only nice. through the nonprofit Project Cubador, which I used to belong to. That's where we went to Cuba, uh, Dominican Republic, mm -hmm. Russia and all them. But like like we, we got involved with AIDS research in the Dominican Republic through their own grassroots organizations down there. Um, mm. we, we were the first American band to play at the Cuban like National Book Fair um, wow. at, mm -hmm. their, at their live event that they do every year. Um, we um, went to North Carolina. We did a free show for a domestic violence hotline for the Latin uh, Spanish speaking community. Uh, we did fundraisers yeah. for uh, hurricane victims in, in Haiti. Uh, uh, hurricane that's victims. Awesome. Man, that's so powerful. Actually, I'm sorry. I think it was an earthquake uh, then. And then hurricane victims in Puerto mm -hmm. Rico. We So, it, you know, it, it's, it's, a, it's a global involvement where we can even just do a little bit and, and take our music and, you know, raise some money through the, the things that we love doing to help someone else. Um, because yes. it, it's very easy to take, take, take. Uh, yeah. I, I feel like, you know, uh, we, we've been blessed. We've been very fortunate. Um, it's easy to take, 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 get paid, 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 but it's also really good to mm -hmm. kind of give back. And, 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 you know, there are people that need, like some 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 assistance sometimes, I and mean, yeah. even even if you're self sufficient, sometimes you need a little bit of a nudge, a little bit of a push. Sometimes even just ten dollars in your pocket might help a little bit, you know. So that's we won an award for that, and we got a People Magazine write up. Yep, everything you do sounds like to me comes back to giving back. It, it does, you know, when it comes to your sports, your music, your coaching, all of it, and you know, I just you know, I'm, I'm proud to 
that you are a part of our BBI community. Mm -hmm. You are what, you know, just keep striving and doing what you're doing because you, you make our community, you comprise of the goodness that we are. So thank you. Uh, I appreciate it. Thank you. And, 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 um, anybody wants to reach me, um, for whatever reason. Oh yeah. We are definitely, yep. Oh no, we're going to give all of that. Um, but, but before we do that, you know, you're not getting away with it. You know, I have my games that you got to do. Oh, let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. This time is time. Yeah. Cool. I thought we were wrapping up. I was like, okay, cool. (laughs) No, I'm not without my game. Let's play. So, all right. So let's do our family feud. Now, now I will say, um, we are now, you are getting time, so you will have 30 seconds, 30 seconds. Right. <laughs> it will start after you're familiar, our listeners are familiar with our Fast Money, so you just give your questions and then we will go over our answers, All okay? Right. <laughs> your 30 seconds will start after the first question Let's is read. Are you ready? Yep. Let's do it. All right. Name a common candy bar component. Nuts. Name a state that has a lot of sports teams. New York. Name a type of building where it always seems to be cold. Type of building? Yes. A hockey arena. Name something that might be full of holes. Swiss cheese. <laughs> name something that, that I'm sorry. Name, name something that might be brewing. That might be what? Brewing. Brewing? Brewing. Brewing. Brewing beer. Brewing. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> okay, there we go. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Now I want beer. This tested my challenge. <laughs> I know, right? This tested my challenge because I'm like, I stumbled on my own words here. So let's see. But I think you did so good. Let let's me see. see here. Okay. Name a common candy bar component. You said nuts, right? Yes. Yep, you said nuts. That was actually the number two answer. So number right. one chocolate was chocolate. chocolate. Yeah. Yes, yeah. chocolate. Mm-hmm. Number two was peanuts, mm-hmm. then caramel, mm. almonds, Yum. and and nougats. That okay. sounds gross, but oh, and coconut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Coconuts too. Name a state that has a lot of sports teams, and but you better have got this right. New York is the number one answer. Yay. Yeah, <laughs> he jumped on that one. I knew it was either New York or California. It's going to be one of the two. California is actually number two. And number Texas two. probably three. California was number two. Let me see. Three is Florida. Florida. Oh, Florida. Yeah, that's true. Texas, Texas was next. Okay. And then Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah. And then Illinois. Okay. Yep. All right. Name a type of building where it always seems to be cold. Hockey arena. Hockey he ain't arena. Lying. Okay. I know. Doctor's office was number one. Okay. Work, which could be anything. Mm. Classroom. Mm-hmm. DMV. What is this? I, I guess. What? I, yeah, I, that's I kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hotel room. Mm. And and igloo. Oh my gosh, who would do right, that? So, so we're going to give hockey arenas. Hockey arenas are cold. They are cold. Yes, they are. You can put and that with an igloo, probably. Ig- yeah. Right, yeah, exactly. exactly what I said. If they could yeah. put igloo, we can replace that with hockey arenas. Yeah, it's kind of so like, there you I go. mean, there, there is a hockey <laughs> arena that used to be called the igloo. So, you know. See, there you go. That's what they're talking about. All right, next question. Okay, and this name something that might be filled with holes. Swiss and, cheese. Oh my, and that is the number one answer. I even thought it though. Yes. Nice. Swiss cheese is number one. Then clothes slash socks. Yep. Yeah. Some holes and then uh, <laughs> alibi slash story. Oh yeah. So I guess mm-hmm. the little, the liar. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of and holes. Net. Net. That's fishing net. Oh yeah. Uh colander, yeah. a strainer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh golf course. Yep. Screen. Road. Okay. So a screen, yeah. I guess, for the window screen, and then I guess the road with pop holes. Right. Like that's true. <laughs> yeah, those are good answers. All right. So this one, which I might name something that might be brewing. 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 That's true. Let's see. No, it's not. Oh, wow. But it is number two. But you want to know what number right, one is? He still is? got top Fighting. asses. A fight. Probably a fight. Coffee. No. Nope. Yes. Coffee. Oh, yeah. Coffee. That's what I said. Coffee. Yeah. Coffee. Coffee. 
<laughs> Where are some coffee lovers, my guy? I should have got coffee. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm a coffee yeah. lover. So coffee, beer, let's see what else. Tea, which we don't really brew tea, but yeah. but you know what, Alvin? What did you say? A fight, but the next on here was trouble. Yeah, so that could be like that a fight. A brewing, fight. Yeah. Trouble is brewing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then a storm. Yeah, yeah, storm is brewing. And then a plot. The and then, plot and, is brewing. And then the Milwaukee like a plot in a book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that is, yeah, that was fun. Nice. You did, you did, did great, awesome Alan. Yeah, you awesome. did a great, great job. job. That was a lot of fun. Great job. A lot of fun. Yes, thing thank I you like, so much. Good thing I you wasn't drinking before this thing. Right? <laughs> oh, no, we, I went, right? I, that that would have been fun answers, like huh? Drunk family but you've been family. awesome throughout this whole interview, man. We really yes, appreciate you. Have. you guys so, love it, man. You've opened my eyes to a lot of things. You guys yes, have a lot of fun. Yeah, yes. yeah, it was a pleasure. It, 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 it ain't over though. I I, I got to get one last thing from you. All right, let's I mean? do it. Let's 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 give our listeners, you know, a good word of encouragement before we go. While we, you know, drop a good gem for them. All right, yeah, let's do this. Um, I would say, don't listen to the voices of criticism. Trust yourself. Trust what's in your heart. Trust your own voice, and um, don't ever be afraid, uh, to take a helping hand if you need it. Um, there's no shame in it. Just um, it's it's part of the process that helps develop the trust. Mm-hmm. Once you trust yourself, it's it, it then becomes a lot easier to trust um, in the goodness of others because there's a lot of good out there um, that we can manifest if we you know with just a little bit more positivity. But definitely drown out the voices yes. of criticism. Beautiful said. Yes. Said. Thank you. Yes. Alvin, how can they reach you? How can our listen? We're going to. Well, we will definitely put direct links, but just to hear it out of your voice, how can they reach you for any of your services or any just to contact you, period? How can they do that? Yeah, absolutely. Like, um, luckily, I have like the easiest phone number in the world to remember. Um, mm-hmm. uh, well, I'll give my email first and then um, then my phone number. Okay. So my email address is Suarez, S-U-A-R-E-Z dot Alvin, A-L-V-I-N at gmail.com um and then here's that very easy phone number and by the way i'm on whatsapp too that's my that's mostly how i communicate because sometimes i'm too busy to be on the phone like a lot but you can call text whatsapp Mm -hmm. whatever 718-886-8686 and that's the number it is is. um (laughs) if you want to be involved you know or um any involvement with the coaching um with the band or with the adaptive sports that's just or if you want to just say hi i mean that's whatever like uh yeah that, that's my number awesome. uh, like a million people have it so hey, i heard it here yeah so that's how you reach me i had to reach the man thank you so much alvin you have thank you great we really appreciate you for sure thank you for your support we hope you enjoyed the show bvi empowered is hosted by saida victoria and jay fleeks and produced by our main man steven c Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and follow us on social media. Until next time, y'all. Be blessed, y'all.